2: To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Hey Dude,
2: The 90's Called
3: with Christine Taylor and David Lasher. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hey Dude, The 90's Called. I am one of your co-hosts, Christine
4: I am your other co-host, David. Hi, David. I'm a little tongue-tied today. This is take, you? take three of just the first ten seconds.
3: <laughs> hey, you're ruining the illusion that we no,
4: no, yeah, we're perfect. that we
3: always do this so perfectly. Um, <laughs> how,
4: how is your summer going? What's up with you right now?
3: Summer is good. It is. Um, yes, it's it's been it's flying by. Don't you think? I, I feel like we're at the end of July, which is nuts. It's always too fast because I, I love I, summer.
4: I, I me too. I, last night it was just like the sky was completely red, and sitting outside, it's like a warm night, and uh, I just want to like slow it down. You know, everything's yes. flying.
3: Yes, yes, yes. I always like the, the 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 sort of anticip- anticipation of like. Uh, back to school, All, but it doesn't oh, no, matter. No, no. I'm trying to don't stay either. in the present. Yeah, <laughs> I'm staying there. in the present. Don't <laughs> it's, go there. We're still in July. We're not at the end of <laughs> right. August yet. We can still enjoy. It. And, um, our guest, who, who will be on with us shortly, and I have um, Marin Dungey, who is a very dear friend of mine. We are um, fellow Leos, so we both have birthdays coming up. We both oh my have gosh. birthdays today's around my, the
4: corner. Jill is a Leo, my wife Jill, what? and today's her birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jill.
3: Happy birthday, Jill.
4: Oh, you're That's a Leo. That's so awesome. I'm a Leo. A Leo. Gosh. So and I... Maren is
3: a Leo. Um yeah, Maren and I are a week apart in birthdays. So um when I asked her to come on and do this, she said, perfect, perfect, right ahead of our birthdays. We'll <laughs> get to catch up. Um and uh and yeah, this is this is honest to God, and I know we said this with Carson, that it takes asking a friend to come on a podcast to catch up with them <laughs> and to see uh, them because uh, I have not seen Marin in years. I mean, the pandemic, of course, kept us all apart from each other but I hadn't seen her for probably since we moved to New York like you know I mean I've seen her a few times but um this is going to be the first time I am seeing her face not uh you know uh, in a production um and Marin has been very involved in in the SAG strike uh so I I really want to talk to her a little bit about that I know that maybe for some of our listeners that might be not The hot topics. Well, the interesting Um,
4: part about it that I read is that her sister is the CEO of Warner Brothers Television, so they're on opposite sides of this very, you know, heated uh, uh, conflict. Or uh, I'm I'm interested in hearing about that if it's affecting how how they deal with that.
3: Yes. Yeah, I know and they and they they're super 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 close. They're an awesome family and um the the you know aside from all of that Marin and I I would say have probably spent most of our 90s together in some wow. form or another <laughs> either we you know we worked together for a period of time and then we um we were in the same friend circle i was you know dating a guy at the time and she was you know best friends with most of the people in that group of of people and we were seeing music it was such a 90 it was real like when i asked her to come on she was like i don't know that we can talk about all of the our 90s adventures in in less than an hour but like let's let's have at it
4: all (laughs) Um, right well listen i'll i'll let you guys have your coffee catch up and i will be the audience and just chime in with you know my little (laughs) questions but i i'm happy for you guys to catch (laughs) up no
3: no 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 you've got to ask you you always you got to ask the hard-hitting questions david I'm kidding. I'm, <laughs> this is not a hard-hitting type show. Well,
4: there's a lot we can't talk about. Should we tell our audience that we can't mention the names of shows? I mean, uh, you know, we're in support of the writers and the actors in, in this uh, yes. in this dispute. Um, but Marin's That's happy right. to come on and talk about things, and we can allude to, I guess. Uh, her- yeah,
3: exactly. I think you know the 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 sort of uh, thought behind it is that really no no promoting any work by name. Right. Um, you know, so, so any of our listeners might know th- references we're talking about, about, uh, you know, shows and appearances that might've been paid, but we're really going to make an effort to, to, um, you know, stick with our fellow actors and, um, you know, this, and this podcast really never was about promotion for anybody. It was really no. to come on and, and take a trip down memory lane. Right. So, um, so yeah, so this should be, it should be great. It should be, um. It should be fun.
4: Yeah, there's a lot to talk to about. And we can say, oh, that show with the yeah. UPS driver or uh, <laughs> the, the, the show with the girl who kicked everybody's butt.
3: <laughs> so, without further ado, let us say hi to Marin Dungy. I can't believe I'm going to see her face. Hi. 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 Congratulations on your engagement.
4: Oh, wow. Thank you.
3: So, so happy for you. Did you ever do Kevin and Bean? Did you ever do the show? I, I... think like back in the 90s. Sure. Should we? <laughs> I think back Just, in the 90s. right around. Get ready. <laughs> yeah. But Wait, not you, in years, in years and
4: years and years. You're engaged to one of the hosts of Kevin and Bean.
5: I, I am engaged to Kevin
3: Ryder.
4: Oh, wow. And <laughs> and they've been doing it since the 90s?
5: Yeah, they did it for 30 30 years together and then Kevin was like Kevin in the mornings for like four months before the pandemic happened and then it all oh. fell you know, he's on KLOS with Sluggo, so it's a whole different show. And it's not the mornings, he doesn't have to do mornings anymore, which was like you know yeah.
4: <laughs> five. A.m. Getting up at
5: yeah, getting up at three, okay. right? Although it's so funny because when we first started dating, like he would wake up like on cue like four a.m. and like have to have a snack, and then like <laughs> Get to like you, you, I mean, thirty years—you can't get around. No, that. your
3: body, your 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 inner clock does it for you, right? Yeah. Yes,
4: yes. But how great to do sh- to be on the radio for thirty years? I mean, I mean, two-time like, Hall
5: of Famer—like it's crazy. They incredible. had incredible, crazy run. It was very, very successful. Wait,
4: how did you guys meet? If I could ask.
5: Uh, literally doing the show, like I was. I like, knew
4: it. You were a guest on
5: his show, <laughs> and he hit on you. And he was like, "Hey, <laughs> you know, I because I remember when we were doing our show, and I think yes. that you we went to go do it. And I was like, <gasps> <gasps> like it's all I ever wanted to do was Kevin. And the like, I
3: remember oh. that I remember, huh? and also love, love love line. We did right? we did love line we did together. That together. Yes. We did
5: that together. That's we totally right. did that together. And like that, like I remember, like I did like one of their bits, like I like they used to say. Jack hole instead of like jackass they would combine it like that was a jimmy kimmel <laughs> <laughs> and i remember we did it and adam curl was like what and then jimmy called was like you know she said it she actually said she said jackal like so like i was like it further um jimmy kimmel anyway um so i didn't get to do the show until 2015 i became friends with ralph garman on twitter and he was like you should come in i was on you know I was
3: on, a <laughs> on a show you were on a show you were on a yes, show on that show that's okay you're on a show and uh we already clarified that with our listeners that we are going to allude to probably things that we've been in but we're tr- we're not naming names so stay yeah I,
5: very hard but I was on a show and they had me come in to, to uh promote it and I I mean I would literally I brought in cupcakes like I was like so excited and both of us were married at the time, so it wasn't like I was like going in there to be all like, "Hey, you know." And um, I was so excited to meet him, and uh, I had a funny story about their producer who, for whatever reason, would not like let me come in when I was on another very successful show <laughs> that we loved. And uh, when I brought brought that up, Kevin was like, "What?" And so then it became I was on the show. I was on the air for an hour with them, which he tells me now like they never did that. Like they never had. A guest stay on that long because they were like let's get back to the music and so then we became friends and so then I kept coming back in to be a guest and then finally in 2019 I covered for Allie McKay in the morning and then that was when it was like oh when we were both divorced and he and he mentioned something and I was like oh my god it's it's you this whole time it's been you I've been looking for
3: you this whole time. Oh my God! That's so that's organic, so romantic. Way, yeah. And I was gonna say you would have. I I was before you said that you went in and filled in. I was like, you could so be a radio personality. Thank you, you. could. So, I would love I mean, it.
5: Amazing. You I'm, could
3: do that in a heartbeat. Are you kidding? Thank you. However, it is
5: doesn't exist. Like, there's. I know. There's so, I know. You know. I mean, it's a dying breed, and like most of those, not most of them, but some of those, you know, serious channels and things are AI now. Uh,
4: what do you mean? God. A computer host?
5: Because all I have to do is play, you know, Karma Chameleon and then bring up a fact, like the computer knows the fact about, you know, in 1984, this song was the, you know, whatever it charted it, blah, 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 blah. And like then they let's and back to the music. They they that's one thing that they can absolutely eradicate. I mean, you can never take away, like, it's so funny now that Kevin's on KLOS, it's the The afternoon drive has like they they run that market like they they were the number one rock station last year. They won like an award for it because you can't you can't imitate that organic comedy and that like you know the the bits and the call ins like you can't do that with a computer,
3: yes, the little the little sort of tidbits and the improvisation and the jokes. and i you cannot. It's probably yeah. so sterile and stale that way. But if if people are just there for the music, which I don't, I mean, that, of course, people are, but I really feel like when you get a personality, like that's Look what you're doing. Why they're there. Yes, exactly. Like I crave a
5: podcast cuz I love the voices. I want to I want to hear what you're doing. I want to know what's going on. I want to hear from your guests, and, you know, like that's and that's
4: why we're looking back on the 90s decade because oh. there's so much about that decade that was so colorful and so human and I miss it. I mean, a lot of people do. They're s- nostalgic for it. Yeah.
3: Truly. I, I mean- the my son Quinn who's now 18 Mary. <laughs> I know, I know. When we talk about because I, I told David beforehand, I think I would say probably almost all of our nineties, mm-hmm. with the exception of a few early years of the nineties when I was with you, David, doing our yeah. show, we were like together for most of that entire decade. Completely. From our work to our friend group to all of it. I mean, New Year's Eve. Oh my God. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, all of it. All like, of it. I think the last time
5: I saw you, no, that's not true. Cause you, I saw you at the cheesecake factory when I was pregnant, you and I had lunch. Oh, my,
4: my friend, the cheesecake factory. <laughs> oh perfect for a pregnant woman. <laughs>
3: was it like between movies or something? Like we were at the movie theater or something. You had to go to the American
5: girl doll store to get a bunch of stuff for your daughter, who is now <laughs> okay. adult. 21. I, yes. <laughs> but before that, the last time Quinn was a baby, like you were. Oh. him.
3: I can't believe it. I my, my What I was going to bring up, because uh, that just reminds me of how old we are when we talk about that. And let's remember when we were young and it was the 90s. But Quinn is doing a, pro, a summer program and he got an email that said, uh, you know, make sure you bring an analog form, something f- to take analog notes. Like, in other words, they meant... Paper. Don't bring your computer, bring a notebook. Like, but why do they have to say it's an analog version of taking note? Like, what other options are there?
4: A, a, <laughs> analog.
3: A, a, he goes, Mom, what is what does that mean? That analog is dumbest, <laughs> <it's> dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. But I love that we
5: are the last generation that is analog and digital. Like we remember, you know, all of like when my mom would have to write a check on a Friday. To get money for the weekend before because there's no atms like you'd have to write the checkout cash it and then get your money
3: yes yes no we are that we are that generation for sure we still like
5: hang up a phone like (laughs) i never like you
3: don't
5: and and the entertainment
4: business (laughs) has changed so dramatically right over the last few years i feel like You know, cable came in and it changed dramatically. And then it was on a a great path for so many years. And then comes Netflix and streaming and everyone's seduced by it. Even we were right. I mean, all our shows are now having a new life and there was a lot of positives, more shows being made. But I mean, what, what is your opinion about how the entertainment industry has changed since you started?
5: Well, I, the, the best part about it is that there is, um, so many more opportunities for people, uh, of color. Um, because when wow. I, I was on, like on our show, I was, the I was always the, the sassy, sassy sidekick. I was the best friend. Like I, I. Mm-hmm. Used to do a, I used to, I did stand up for like a minute and like, uh, I had this thing called like the wheel of casting for like black color, you know, like, it was like I could be the boss or I could be, you know, like the, the person who gives advice. Like, and it's all those, there's just the, and I remember I did a pilot once and they couldn't get the lead, they couldn't figure it out. And then they ended up getting this British guy who was black. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get fired because they couldn't have two, at, you know, like, like uh-huh. it was, it was, we were, it was really a weird, Time and now yeah. it's you know, so my opportunities have grown exponentially. Yeah. Um, even though we are now doing eight episodes like my, you know, I'm doing a show now that's eight episodes, you know, and there's no reruns. Um, TiVo killed the entertainment industry because it took it's the same way that Napster killed the music industry when you realize um,
4: you no commercials.
5: And no commercials. So that's the only answer to ending this is, and, and I would, I think it's fair to say, okay, so the great news is you have a, uh, one of the streaming services and it has a bunch of old shows that you love, but it also has new shows and new shows that drop with the whole s- uh, season. But I would still pay to have access to that library of old things and uh, and to be able to binge my new show If there's commercials, I would still do it, you know, because you don't have that. It would still be different than network television, because on network, you don't have access to all those old things. But, you know, if you go to any one of your streaming services and you want to watch, you know, these cartoons or these animated movies or these, you know, that old show I love from the 90s. uh, But I also can get my other things in a binge. I pay for commercials.
4: Yeah, advertisements make the American economy go round, and cutting them out of anything is dangerous business.
5: Well, it's the only answer, if you because it is a Ponzi scheme that they have created. In that, like, you don't all those streams of those episodes do not make the money. It just, you know, even in my household, there's essentially six of us. Kevin has two grown-up daughters, and I have two daughters, and but we have what two subscriptions to each thing, maybe still, you know, so that there, there's six people because my kids aren't going to pay for a subscription and that it doesn't add up to the dollars. You know what I'm saying? So that it's, it's, I think that's the only answer It's like, you just got to now put at, and I, and they're seeing that like they're one of the big, the, the first biggest streaming platform is starting to take that tier away where you don't have commercials anymore. I mean, what you have to have to watch them. So that is what's coming.
3: Right. And it's just, I mean, for our generation, that's what we did. We knew that it was what we, it, you just did. In fact, it was some of those commercials that you started to, you would sing the jingles and you, some were so great. And, and those are the memories, right? David? like we all did oh, them. Yeah. We all did the... You, you know, know we just
5: today, the Seagram's Golden Wine Cooler, Bruce Willis one. Seagram's Golden Wine Cooler.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all is- of it. I mean, we. I loved it. Like we love all those things, you know. And but- by the way, and why is it okay on the Super Bowl that everybody looks forward to the commercials? That right, day, enter- their right. The commercials
4: are the entertainment.
3: So it's it's but it's the it's the it's the next generation. It's our kids. It's the it, it who have never had to wait. True. They everything is instant. Everything is bingeable. Everything is immediate and at the ready. And so I you know that makes total sense. And it's certainly something we could all live with. <laughs> like it doesn't uh, seem that crazy to me, right? It's not crazy and it I, I, first of all I just want to like on the record
5: we here today on Hey Dude have solved the problem to the strike. Right. So it, right? bring back so commercials we and we're
6: this. This. all good. Yeah. Should we, we roll send
3: roll. this clip to Brian Cranston so that he can Yes, please send it, and then we'll pass
5: it on I to the know, and yeah. you, you <laughs> to figure that it's a myth. Yes, let's. Yeah, I was going to
3: say.
5: Listen, let's, it's Time for our kids to have to wait. I also think it's time for our kids to have to win. You know, like they have to like win and lose. Like that's the difference. That not
3: everybody gets a trophy for participating. Oh yeah, you don't. and <laughs> <That's-> lose. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Everybody's I
4: not a winner.
5: Everybody's not a winner.
3: Everybody's and- not the best at everything. Everybody it's not equal, you know? Um, you're so, it's so true. I but, it's just well,
4: because everyone has their own strengths, right? So why why encourage a kid who's not a great basketball player to continue basketball when he's probably right. a great artist or a musician? You know, right. we're we're deceiving yeah, I we can go on about that. It's we've had guests that have talked about that everybody wins culture yeah
5: everybody wins everybody gets commercials the end (laughs) the end
3: that's (laughs) that
6: Hey guys, it's Jenna Ashkowitz. And Kevin McHale from And That's What You Really Missed podcast. We are going through all six seasons of Glee and we are giving you the the behind-the-scenes stories of what it was really like filming the musical numbers and episodes.
4: It's been so special to revisit the show that changed our lives with some of our closest friends and to share some of the most authentic and real experiences we had together, completely raw and unfiltered. Plus, we chat with our co-stars like Jane Lynch, Chris Colfer, Heather Morris, Amber Riley, Harry Shemp Jr., Court Overstreet, Josh Sussman, Max Adler, Romy Rosemont, John Stamos, Alex Newell, and Dot Marie Jones on the pod, and so many more to come. We have some exciting guests coming up.
6: And we can't forget the the behind-the-scenes crew who made it all happen, our dear friends, and literally the hardest-working crew in Hollywood, from creators Ryan Murphy and Ian Brennan to directors, camera operators, musical directors. We are sharing all of our experiences on Glee. So meet us in the
4: choir room at McKinley High and join us weekly on And That's What You Really Missed, available wherever you listen
0: to your podcasts.
5: I danced from what oh a God when I was like, I started when I was like four, I was doing ballet. And then I did that till I was about 12. And then I started doing ice skating. And then I was a, ch- you know, on the drill
3: How did team. I not know about the ice skating? That's like a <laughs> thing. That's like a big deal it, And thing. it's competitive. That's not something anybody can do. Yeah. Like I can't like to, to actually be a skater and I watch the Olympics and I'm blown right. away because I'm like, I can barely stay- <laughs> level like i'm not kidding I, you think it you looks like walkers
4: the ice walker. i don't have to use yeah. the walker but i take it really
3: slow i dig it really slow and then i get a good glide going but then you start to add tricks to it like i had no idea yeah <laughs> i'm you know, sure I, I did i'm sure we talked about it uh, i'm sure 35 there's... years ago but i can't believe that you were a skater
5: I was a skater. I did it for I think maybe four years. And then it got to a place where it's like, okay, you either have to get super serious and like show up at five and do all the little like, you know, patchwork. Um, or my mom's like that or college. And I was like, that and she's like, no, we're going to college.
4: <laughs> 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 Why did she ask you then?
5: <laughs> I don't know. I was like, this is no choice, choice. Like, um, but uh but yes, I can I I got all the way up to doing an axle. I can't do any of those. I can easily get out and like go backward and spin, but I can't do a sal cow anymore like that, right? you know, but I loved it. I mean, I loved it. And then my daughter actually did it for a minute and she was really good. And it was weird because I had a hairdresser on a show that I was doing whose best friend was Ty Babylonia, who I don't know if you know who she is. She was the first, uh, black Olympian figure skater, like female figure skater. She and her partner, Randy uh, Gardner, in like the 76 Olympics. And then, um, anyway, she came and taught my daughter. Like, I've, I'll send you a video. It's the. Oh, key- wow. Yeah. It's <laughs> that's pretty- so but, cool. Yeah. I so- mean,
4: skating and dancing are notorious for being very competitive worlds. And it's just you. It's like tennis. There's no one, no team around you. It's just you.
5: Well, that's not true. I mean, a lot of dancings are like dance troops. And like what I was doing was like ballet, it was more just, um, a good skill, and I love the performing. It wasn't like because I was like, I'm gonna, you know, be oh, on the. Okay. I mean, I wish my mom never let me do like the like crazy dance squad stuff. Like, uh, but it gave me the sense of like I like to perform. I did piano for 13 years. Like, I like to be on stage. Like, I was always good at. I was never good at the theory of the piano stuff. I was always good at the. Let's do the show. You performance, know.
3: Uh-huh. The performance, <laughs> the performance. Right. I stayed in dance. I took dance from like three to thirteen. And it was only it was for the recital every year where you got your uh, costume. Yeah. You got to put on the makeup, stand in front, get cheered. And then and and in this case, if you lasted five years, they gave you a little five-year trophy. And if you made it 10 years, you got the bigger trophy. Cause and I only stayed in it for the trophy. I wanted the hardware <laughs> so bad. I, I wanted never, that five I, and ten year trophy. I mean, this was Allentown, Pennsylvania, so it was yeah. very. It wasn't everybody wins, but it was if you stay in it long enough, we'll give you a little bit of a prize. <laughs> <laughs> wow! The minute I never, got that ten year trophy, I was out. I, ne- I
5: I remember wanting a trophy so bad one time because I never had any trophies, and then I started doing debates. <laughs> and then that was when I could be like trophy, 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 trophy. But oh. that, yeah. <laughs>
4: But it also, it probably prepared you for what it takes to be a successful actress. The work, the thick skin that you need, you know?
5: Yes. I mean, and I, and Christina, I'm sure, I mean, all of you, I'm sure that you guys all, all know that like the more, yes, you do need a thick skin because you can't do everything. But like, the, I mean, I was very lucky to have a bunch of auditions. So like, you kind of just would move through them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, yes, there were things like, uh, there's a very famous, I mean, you can, I can name people, right? Like not like, like Quentin Tarantino. Like I was up for a couple of mm-hmm. movies and I was just like, like, there are things that you're like, Oh, I want this so much so and, badly. Yeah. And, uh, but for the most part, they kind of just like, I remember when I got into a really great mini series that was just out. And I remember my, my, um, manager called and was like, okay, they you're, they've, you know, pinned you for that. And I was like, which one is that? Because there was, it was a pilot season where there's so many things where I'm like, wow. I don't remember. And he's like, it's the one with so-and-so and so-and-so. And I was like, oh my God, that's great. You know? Um, uh, but yes, the, the, I think that, I mean, you get, we get to win and lose all the time, all the time. And you're nothing, you're knowing if you haven't been fired, you know, you haven't been like recast, you know, all those things make you, um, they either push you out because you can't handle it, or you go, all right, well, you know, it wasn't supposed to be this one.
6: Yeah. That's
5: what, yeah. where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. That's sort of the thing.
4: Not everyone has the stomach or the heart for it. But
5: uh, no. And I, I, I don't even know how anybody starts now either, because it's like we're doing it in a in this, this I
3: know. Episode. I know. And I, you know, having kids, you know, Ella wants Ella's at, you know, finishing up. But she's got a fourth year at Juilliard so she is moving into it but the self tapes the it there's no human and i I sound so old when I say it because I, I it's also there's the convenience of it and there's the you, you you're you, the if you're playing the lottery there's so many more tickets when you're doing the self tape but you just don't get that personal moment of coming in and feeling chemistry or a connection or you know the, the intangibles. The intangibles, oh, yeah. because right. I always felt like even when we had to do self tapes back in the day or if a casting director said, uh, you know, we're, we're bringing everybody in to put them on tape, you'd actually go to the place. They'd put you on tape. And then and I always was like, well, I'm never going to get it. I'm just ne- I, I don't think I translate <laughs> in the, it, it's in the you know, 2D. It, yeah, it. And I, I disagree that it's so many more lottery tickets
5: because I ran into our casting director, Geraldine Leader, not too long Stop. ago. Stop. I swear. Okay. But we were literally like walking past each other, of course, c- coming in and going out of Bloomingdale's. And we were like, <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Of course.
5: We <laughs> <laughs> I mean, stood the line and talked for 20 minutes. But um, she was saying how she doesn't know how anyone starts because half the battle was going to building 140 and being in that space with all those different casting directors and them getting to know you. And I remember I would send like, like just a thank you note. Or if I, like if I got, if I had a great meeting, I'd send a thank you. If I got a part, I'd send a basket of muffins. If it was a series, I'd send it, you know, like, you know, whatever, but there was, there was always, there was communication and there was Mm -hmm. chemistry and that, that energy. I mean, I, I, at the very least, they should do a Zoom.
4: Everything should be a Zoom
3: because agreed. I agree. I agree. Yeah, because you
4: form relationships right. that you probably still have to this day. That yeah, young actors aren't forming those relationships with the people that make the decisions.
5: hundred percent. And it's the seeds that you plant. It's not about like. I mean, I honestly would write the notes just to to make a connection, to remind and say, "Hey, thanks, John Levy, for seeing me for X, X, Y, and Z or whatever." But it was, it was going in there, my whole job is to truly, that's my job is to act today. I get 15 minutes and leave it on the dance floor, like leave it in there, be great because it may not be this one. And it often isn't this one. It's the, it's one down the road. I remember you, you've made this connection and to, you know, uh, you know, all of us here are people that were on that short list. So like they would, they would, you know, then you'd go to just write to producers or you just go right to network. And it was, they knew, because their job is to, like, they, wanna, they want to this done, so they want to bring in the A-team that <laughs> right. they can count on. They know you're going to deliver and you, they, you know, those studio people still may not find you right for that, but they'll remember you because you were you were great in the room. It's about being great in the room. How right. can you be great if I'm just in this room alone? Yes, with, by yourself. Behind the door and the silencing putting the dog outside and, like, hoping the gardeners don't come and <laughs> You know, it's awful. Yeah.
3: yeah, you're absolutely right. You're right. And it goes back to what you were saying about the the AI and the radio too. It's in a Zoom, you get to actually converse. You can make a joke. You can, you know, be self-deprecating. You could laugh at yourself when you mess up. On the tapes, it's so, it, it, if you mess up, you're not sending that in. You're, you're redoing it, right? You're redoing right. it so that you're sending them you know, the best version.
5: I joke, I joke. I send, I do a joke every time.
4: I do a joke. <laughs> that's your Are secret. you serious on a selfie? You're, oh, oh
3: you're, that's how I
5: got the series I'm on right now.
3: Because stop. I, okay. So, like, yeah, how we, do you do it? T- talk us through it because you're just by yourself. You're
5: talking. This is good you know, stuff.
3: yes, well, I want and, this, and this. This is gold.
5: Usually, um, I try to do it with this. Uh, the, there's a group called Inter- uh, intrepid tapes and they will back when it was pandemic pandemic, but they would do the zoom with you. They would tape you at home. Um, and then now I'll go to their studio and do it. But um, I do it during a slate. I try and, you know, cause you've got to give some personality so you can leave it. So I recently read for something that got the, the movie isn't <laughs> happening, which is a super bum. but it was with a really great director and I was playing a first 80 and I had, there was I mean it's one of those auditions where you're like there is no, there's nothing to give I literally would go roll <laughs> <cool>. we ready <laughs> I and mean, it's just all the lines of like you know. <laughs> so when I did my slate I straight you you know I love a I love a costume. I love a costume so I was like all right so you gotta wear cargos because it's a for you know yes stretcher and like a hoodie and I straight up had the old air pod earbud <laughs> and run it down my shirt so it looks like I have it. Come on. And was I have, so good. have it happening. So then I was like talking, like fake talking to somebody. And my guy at Intrepid Tapes is like, he's like, oh, you're up. And I go, oh, hi. I'm, I'm Marin uh, Los Angeles at five, eight and a half. Okay. That's lunch. And then walk. <laughs> Stop it. And turned and walked and got to, got to meet the director.
4: I'm uh, sure. They laughed on the other side of that.
5: Is what are, that's all they do. And and then the same thing with my uh, with the series that I did. I did like a bit, just something dumb, you know. Like I don't remember exactly what the bit was, but it was something about what I was wearing and like um, like having no pants on or so, some something stupid or whatever. Um, but that's the only opportunity you have to. But I also have a a reel behind
3: me, you know what I'm of saying? A, yeah. Sure. So they go, oh, she's
5: you know worked with me. right,
3: yeah. right. We know this person from this and this, and we can look at this also. But you're right, just ha- having a. Even if it's just five seconds of something that shows a little bit of who you are, is that's such great advice. Can make all
4: the difference. Yeah, this is great advice for young actors. Like that few minutes, whatever. Even if it's a self tape, that's your few minutes. If there's something you can do that's slightly different that can show some color or something who you are, do it. You don't want to go. And like get into a wall.
3: Right. A little like wa- walk into the wall, a, a little like pratt some No, prat appropriate balls. to the character. <laughs> right. I'll no, that was pretty me. perfect.
0: But so, Lunch.
3: wait. So you grew up in Sacramento. The choice was given skating or college. You went to, I know you went to UCLA. And was that your dream to go to UCLA? And did you audition into UCLA? I
5: didn't, because at the time you didn't, uh, At the time, they didn't audition to get into the theater program. And I wasn't trying to get in the theater program. I was trying to get into the film school because my parents had talked me out of being an actor there. Because at the time, and no fault of theirs, I remember I did something in fifth grade and I was like so excited. And it was the narrator of this like, you know, thing of of, a deconstructed Cinderella. And I was, but it was the maid who was the narrator. And I come home, home, I told my parents, because I had all the lines and I was so excited. And they're like, but you're the maid. And so then my dad was like, listen, you can't be an actor because you're only going to be a prostitute, a maid, you know, the bad guy, like, because it was the seventies, eighties and early eighties. And like, there were no, I mean, look at all those TV shows, you know, that were out there and and if it was a show, it was like all black or nobody. And they were just like, you're never going to have a job. Um, So I decided I'll go into film because at least I can be an editor or a cinematographer or something and be a part of this world and actually have a, a career path. Um, and then I kept auditioning for things and getting cast and I was living with like a bunch of people like that's where I met like Anya and so she was like my neighbor in the dorms and, uh, and I just kept uh, all these theater majors and I kept auditioning and getting cast as a freshman. And then I got in the acting awards as a freshman, which, and it's supposed to be for the people who are graduating. And then I won it as a sophomore and, um, got an agent from that and, then they changed the rules cuz they're like this is not for the young people this is for the older people so like <laughs> but um but that was how it all sort of came to pass i wasn't even a theater major at that point so that's crazy to me it's crazy, it's crazy.
3: denzel washington gave me my
5: award it was really cool
4: what
3: that is amazing
5: it's really
1: crazy. I see. So here. you
3: had to have gotten a lot of confidence. Like to be the young, like to be the underclassman winning that award. And were you like, okay, mom and dad, like I'm getting, you know, this is something.
5: It was really, yeah. It was I remember Jack Black came up because he was at school with us at the time and he was like, He's like, You are our hope. Go. Like, uh-huh. like <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh it, it did give me confidence and it was It was such a bummer too because my sister also was at UCLA at the time and she was graduating, like magna cum laude, something like that, and nobody cared because everyone was talking about me. Her like little (laughs) this thing. She has since by far surpassed me and showed me up in about a thousand ways. But um, you know,
3: but was yes, but was Channing was she interested in the entertainment industry also, or was she a business person? And then that's how she felt. She was in film school. Yeah. <laughs> what? So you? Oh, that—that's major yeah. competition there.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we are still very close, and it's all good. And uh, there's there's no surpassing her now at this point. Like she is just stratospheric, right. and, and we don't have that sense of competition anymore. Well, but- you want
4: to tell the listeners, right? She, your sister is a, a a very successful Hollywood executive, right?
5: Yeah, she was the first black woman to be the president of ABC. Wow. President of the television network. And then now she's the first black woman to be the chairman of Warner Brothers.
4: Unbelievable. Wow. Pretty crazy. But so you guys, I mean, I mean, have because we're on this subject, you and your sister are, are on opposite sides of this of this strike.
5: We are not in the sense that Channing has always been a um a champion of artists. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And she wants to work. She wants everybody working again. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like that's, that's the bottom line is she's a champion of artists and she wants, she wants uh, very much for all of us to figure this out, you know? And like, you know, it is like the ideas of coming, like, what's the solution? Like, everybody wants to keep doing this. Like, what are we doing? You know, like, you know, she's not calling in from, you know, you know, her jet (laughs) <laughs> to talk about things like you know she's like she just wants to she's on the ground trying to make it better for everybody
4: I mean That's there's great. the there's the example is that you know two sisters can sit and talk amicably about this where it's really been uh not like that on the outside
3: no and
5: I look I, I, and, I and I don't want to get too far in the weeds there with it but the point is I think everybody wants, uh, you know, villains have been made uh, in this and and some people have spoken poorly Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and made said dumb things. Yes. Um, yes. (laughs) So, you know, um, but I just I think at the end of the day. We all want a solution because everyone wants. Like, it's not going to stop. We're not going to not do this. And dumb, crazy things that are put out there, like, yeah, we're going to take you know the background's picture and use it ad infinitum for the rest of their lives. Like, those are that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like that's super villain shit. So, like, knock that stuff off and let's get back to the table and sit down and like come up with a solution. You know, we
4: are solution people. Yeah, solution people. And there are good people on both sides with open ears, despite what the headlines say? hundred percent.
0: Hi, I'm Chris Harrison, host of the most dramatic podcast ever. I'm just like you, always looking for something interesting, heartfelt, and entertaining to listen to. You know, look, maybe you used to watch a show every Monday night and now you have a lot of time on your hands and you're looking for something new. Someone who's here for the right reasons, if you will. I've got you. Listen to the most dramatic podcast ever on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
4: that I've seen every episode and my wife has seen every episode. I don't know what we can say or not. Can we name other actors that were in it? Yes, because I mean, I mean, like you're, I know it's amorphous. Are we talking about our show? No, no because
3: no. that- it's, Oh, you guys, okay, start there. No.
4: You guys go with that one. Well,
3: our that's how episodes. we met, our six episodes, which by the way, on all websites and web pages, because they, we, David, we did a show together in the 90s that we shot six episodes, they canceled it, and they didn't even air all six. They only aired four. How dare so, they with you two? It's only, <laughs> it's only listed. <laughs> and by the way, and this is a this is a '90s. I keep wanting to have um, to have yeah. him on is John Cameron Mitchell, who he, 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 you know, huge in the theater world. But he was he was at the time creating a, an off Broadway show called Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Okay, but oh, I
0: remember
3: a
5: hundred percent walking past his trailer and we were talking about, and I'm like what are you working around and he's like I'm just it's it's this Broadway musical about um, a transsexual German war bride and I'm like that sounds great <laughs> I,
3: and I know I remember we both looked at each other and he's like I'm looking for investors too and I was like I don't I remember writing him a check I was like I'm writing you a check I invested in the off-Broadway he then sure. didn't need he didn't need investors for the Broadway production because it was such a huge success on Broadway. And how great
5: is it? It's I mean Hedvig is like Hedvig is just I mean
3: literally iconic. I I mean for for all of us anyway and and you know anyway. But it so we were doing the show together and John was one of those people too who couldn't believe he was working on a situation comedy because he was a Northwestern graduate. He was working. He's he is a thinker. He is he 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 is. I mean, I think he's a genius, but he was writing this and and it was really it was purely financial. Like he was like, I'm going to take the money. I'm going to use this money to do the things I want to do and create. And he was pretty honest about it. And but we had the best time. So, no, that's not the show David's talking about, because not many people saw that show. <laughs>
4: Marin, I'm going to go contrary, look it up though. It's, contrary, it sounds phenomenal.
3: Well, we, we think about it, but. I did hear we just work with Daisy. Stop. You did.
5: She directed. Wow. The episodes of my show. Oh She's my gosh.
3: So great! Oh so. my gosh. So uh, we, we met, listen, I, like you said, those jobs that you think are going to be the big thing and change our lives. And it, it, It was a stepping stone to bigger things and we've since worked with, but our friendship even. I mean, I look at every single job I've had over the years and think that there's not one, even if it was an overall negative experience, there's one thing I can mine from there that is like the gift so um, but no, David, I think, is talking about the other show that you did, which would would have been in the early 2000s. Oh, around sure. two,
4: Kevin around James. Yeah, Kevin James was the lead it. of the show. Oh no, and- oh,
3: there's that one. Right, too. See, she oh. guys, this guest of ours, let me tell you, I don't think there is someone who has worked more and worked harder, by the way. Cause like you said, the way you started. Where you were doing the sassy sidekick and you would come in, but you would steal the freaking show. Like every audience member, we did our show in front of a lot of audience. I mean, Jerry Stiller loved you. I don't think there's an episode that we do of this podcast where we don't talk about Jerry Stiller. He comes up all the time. Jerry
4: has a connection to almost everyone (laughs) that's on here. He is <laughs> in the next Kevin Bacon. It's Jerry, Jerry Stiller. <laughs> it is Six Degrees. Jerry Stiller.
5: And how long was his career? I mean, like so long, so I long.
3: Mean, I mean, and it really, for him, like the, su- the 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 success of it really came in his 70s. You know, it was like- not, not to him. I mean, he had worked an entire lifetime, but for people who knew, started to know him as a household name, it, he was in his seventies. It was
4: Frank Costanza, right? That's what I mean. The entire yep. world knew who he was. But yep. the thing about the Kevin James show that I miss so much is that it, it was the the blue collar nature of the show. You know, working class people, uh, and I feel like my kids are so seduced by. You know these dating shows and the housewives, and everyone lives in multi-million dollar mansions, and that's all anyone wants to see right now.
5: You know, obviously, uh, the Steve Carell show is the last.
3: <laughs> you know yes. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right, the Scranton,
4: mm-hmm. Pennsylvania.
3: <laughs> I first of all, we should always do interviews like this, and then just <laughs> just beat around the bush,
4: beat around the bush. <laughs>
3: I
5: mean, we kind of bought it a couple times. I think we
3: might have started a new drinking game or something, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah.
4: Guess what we're talking about? I
3: think that, and I think that, that was
5: part of the reason why that show was so successful, is because it was, you know, uh, right, uh, you know, the every person thing is mm-hmm. a big. I that's what I hate about like the Vander whatevers and all the oh, like I can't. Ugh.
4: Oh my god, I can't watch it anymore.
5: I don't, I don't watch it at all, and I don't let my kids watch it. It's like ugh, I can't.
4: But was that was that were those years? Because you did it for many years. Were those were, were those great years? Or was it a great experience with those that amazing great. cast?
5: It was a great experience because it was just a lot of fun. I love a multicam. I wish yeah. of those. It's the best schedule, and it's just the closest you get to doing theater uh, at and making a ton of money. Like you know, it's just like right. it's just that's the kind of thing that you know repeats all the time and. Um, which is why the fight for residuals is so important. Um,
4: mm-hmm.
5: I mean, cause like, honestly, like that during the pandemic, like that helped keep the lights on, you know, like that's like, it's just like those things carry forever.
0: Um, Heck
3: yes. Yeah. Love it. They love it. We have to, I know I, I, we keep jumping all over the place and this is, we're just going to have to have you back when, when. We, Th- th- we can talk, talk freely soon. Late. Soon. <laughs> where we can talk freely. But the thing that we can talk freely about that I have seen on your social media is that you get up and you rock out and sing. Thank you. At like what 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 is this hidden talent? And when do you do this? And is it your band or you do you just get up like on an open mic? Like how do you rehearse? Okay. Because you have pipes. You can welcome. sing. Like what what can't she do, folks? That is, I uh, skate, sing.
4: When's act. the show? We, Christine and I are there. Let we, us know. Just,
5: we just had one. Um, so uh, literally, it's my friend who is a singer-songwriter. He has the number two song right now with Pierce the Veil. He wrote the song, uh, Emergency Contact. Um So he's a songwriter, but we met because he is still paying the bills by being a spin instructor. So he's literally my spin instructor and we became really good friends. And we have this whole like group of music people. Speaking of 90s people, Dave Holmes is is a part of our whole little group. Dave Holmes, the VJ from Love, one of my favorites. And anyway, Curtis, who's the writer and the spin instructor, has this band but he puts together and we, and invites a bunch of different singers like Carrie Brothers, who's like a big pro and Garrison uh, star who was just on tour with the Indigo Girls. Like there's there's real, real people. Candace Devine, who's from Arizona and has a whole uh, she has a whole festival she does in May now. Um, I am imitating Jack Black, honestly. Like, it's not even like it's like me. <laughs> And it's like for ten rock rock star thing. So, Panama um, <laughs> last time. I mean, it's all always like a hey, highway to hell and like crazy rock stuff, and it's super fun.
3: It's incredible, Marin. You, you, I get to see them because that's how I see your life is through social media, which is delightful for me. But you are fearless, and it's amazing to me. Like you have, you are, um, you're just like the personification of like good energy. You are. Like, that's why I also think like you and my mom, (laughs) like you're just like talkers and you love life and you embrace life. (laughs) How is my sweet Joan? How's she doing? Sweet Joan is, is, is inside with Ella right now. Ella's home for a bit before she, you know, before we're all going on a family vacation. So I've got the fam here. So I am going to give her a big giant squeeze from you. Oh my God. Um, And, uh, we have to wrap. We this is really upsetting because this flew by. This it, flew by. There was too much content. Too Even much. Even not talking freely, we were able
4: to <laughs> overtalk. A, there should be a part two, but this this was awesome. It was so nice to meet you.
5: Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for having me on, you guys. I
3: really appreciate it, and I love you. You're the best. Mwah. Mwah.
4: Thanks. Peace thank soon. you, Marin.
3: Bye, guys. Well, that was great.
4: I mean, she is she's a bright light, right? She is really. a bright
3: light, and I loved getting her take. It was it really great to hear Channing is on our side and working, and everybody's yeah. looking for a resolution here. Um, it was hopeful,
4: it, yeah, very, yep,
3: very hopeful, and and you know, just good to know that we can talk about <laughs> projects without naming projects and um and still have a good time. We didn't even cover enough 90s stuff, but we will um we'll try to have her back at some point.
4: Yeah, these all of these shows go they go by so fast. There's, you can't get it all in. But
3: always fun to uh chat with friends and uh thanks everybody for listening.
4: Happy and, uh, early birthday, Christine Taylor.
3: Thank you, David Lasher. Next week I will be a year older <laughs> and
4: a year better, a year wiser. A year wiser. better.
3: Um All right, everybody.
4: Have a great week, guys.
3: Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and give us five stars.
4: And please follow us on Instagram at HeyDudeThe90sCalled. See you next time.
1: Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A.,